and we are live hello and welcome to another stream of consciousness bmx discussion today we are talking about the fact that instagram does more good for bmx than it does bad and it's kind of a change my mind because i'm open to hear people's opinions and you could change my mind on this but we're talking about today kevin and i miss kevin on instagram m-i-c-s-c kev i don't remember he knows it he could put it in the chat he's probably in here but we were talking about this and we talked about it the other day and we determined that uh instagram does more good for bmx than it does bad and i 100 percent agree with this so welcome to the discussion anyone who's in here oh hey sorry i was busy on instagram there's kevin kevin zuba zuba I'm not 100% sure how you say this, but I've actually prepared today. I've got some notes and some key things to hit on and talk about in this, and I'm going to be very interested in hearing your guys' opinions on it. So if you're unfamiliar with this series, I guess you could call it, I live stream. We talk about something related to BMX, and then you guys leave your opinion in the comments about it, and we chat and we talk. We expand our ideas maybe change our minds and we get to know each other a little bit better through it so let's start this out instagram does more good for bmx than it does bad 100 percent believe this and uh, i've got some things to hit on for the good first so the first thing i've got written down here for the good is that it gives everyone an even playing field for their stuff or their videos or their content whatever they're posting to be seen by literally the whole world. Not just BMX, not just people within BMX, not just the audience of BMX media, the entire world. And everyone is on the same playing field whenever they start. Now, if you're a professional and you represent companies or you know certain people, obviously you can grow faster. But if you use Instagram, the way Instagram is meant to be used, you can grow a following and you're on the same playing field as everyone else without any input whatsoever because Instagram doesn't care who you are unless you're paying for ads. I'm a good example of this because uh, it's low-key whack because pros aren't putting out any edits anymore. We'll get there. We'll get there. First, we're going to talk about the good and the bad that I have written down. And then we'll get into the part uh, about you guys changing my mind about it. So, uh, first thing is it puts everyone on an even playing field. Number two, it gives exposure to remote locations that might not otherwise get that exposure. The exposure might not exist without Instagram. For example, the... Uh, Kevin gave the example African Flatland. So there was that, that guy who's doing Flatland. It might not have been Africa, but I remember a video about a guy who got a, was doing Flatland. I forget his name, but he got a bike from it and whatnot. And potentially Instagram gives exposure and gives those people a connection to the rest of the world that it might not have without Instagram. So, we've got that. There's really not too much to say with that. I mean, other than the fact that anyone can access every, anyone on Instagram, just like I said with the first point. So, uh, point number three. What's up, CX4130? Uh, point number three is that one trick or 60-second video can be seen by thousands more people than might watch an entire edit now the reason for this what i'm about to, the reason for what i'm about to say could be caused by instagram potentially we're here to talk about the bad parts too uh it could be caused by youtube and vlogs and all of the just the enormity of the amount of content that's coming out but for whatever reason BMX edits do not get views anymore. 
doesn't matter who you are unless you're a superstar in the world of BMX, your video is just not getting very many views. The Lip Lord series that I started in 2013 at its peak got 15,000 views on a video and that was in 2013 and from there it just started going downhill every single year. It seemed like the same amount of people were excited about it but just the amount of views just started going down and down and down and now it's kind of just the BMX videos are following this trend where they're just kind of stagnant right now where you might get a thousand, two thousand, three thousand views, which is really good now, but ten thousand views, ten thousand views was good six years ago. Now it's like really good. And you'll see videos from pros now that got a thousand, two thousand views. So on Instagram, you've got the you've got the ability to reach thousands more people in an easier way through hashtags so you can reach tons more people hey thank you lethargy <clears throat> so i think that that's one good thing about instagram uh kevin says the short attention span well yeah we'll get to that i'll talk about the bad stuff separately um number four that i have written down is that uh something good about instagram is that you can get attention to uh you can styles that don't fit the mainstream within bmx can now get attention like people who are on like if pros are here and they're at a certain style people who are just as good or if not higher with a totally different style that doesn't fit the current trends of bmx can get the attention that they deserve and this is kind of something that kevin and i uh Kevin and I hit on earlier. <clears throat> Harlem, save that thought, please. Copy that text or copy that comment and then put it again later whenever we get to that point because that is something I really want to talk about. I don't know why I'm talking to the light right now. <laughs> Literally was just talking to the light. Okay, so anyways. So because Instagram is such an open platform where people can watch whatever they want to and not just what the industry and BMX media is shoving down your throat, you can, the styles, like out styles, fringing styles and styles that don't fit the mainstream can get the same amount of attention that the trendy mainstream styles can because people are choosing to watch them. People are choosing what they want to see. And I think that is a huge good like a hugely good thing about instagram and just the good the social media aspects of bmx alone it, it takes some of the the power out of the hands of people who are trying to dictate what goes on in the industry and puts it into the hands of the consumers aka you guys the ones watching the video which you are the ones who should have the power BMX media shouldn't be run by the sponsors and the content that you're seeing shouldn't be dictated by the people who are paying the media to post it. It should be dictated by what people want to see. And that is great for Instagram because just like kind of Reddit, things get voted to the top by the people. Well, on Instagram, things get pushed to the top through what people like and the fringing styles of this are getting the attention that they potentially deserve because of it and on the same note pretty much the exact same reasoning that everything I just said but to do with age <clears throat> Micah thank you Nigeria the Nigerian rider who got the bike we talked about this a little bit ago but uh so so it has so with age too we talked about this in the older riders getting being underrepresented in bmx any age group can get attention or not attention but can be seen on instagram whereas bmx might not be paying enough attention to them zbot save it for the end and we will talk about it so yeah all of the exact same stuff I just said for the styles, but with age, because people are picking what they want to see. And if they want to see an older rider shred, they can. 
regardless of what anyone or anyone anyone or any company within BMX has to say about it. Um, next, another positive thing for it is that Instagram just totally created out of thin air another avenue for pros and riders to represent companies and brands and be an influence without having to put together a full length piece or edit. It didn't, this is something that didn't exist 10 years ago and could totally allow for more opportunity within BMX because it's another platform to represent something. So 10 years ago, Instagram and really social media weren't as big as they are now within BMX and any pro can have a gigantic following even a there's pros out there with bigger followings than the companies that they ride for so Instagram gives them a place where they can promote these companies and do more than they could before and on the same note let's see I want to read this again and it's something that a pro doesn't have to put tons of effort into they can film just something that's fun and put it on Instagram it doesn't have to be perfect Godzilla thank you that is another point that I need to talk about I'll put that on the list and and the next thing that I wanted to talk about is that it doesn't have to be perfect you don't have to be perfect on Instagram it's kind of looked at as like a, a throwaway type place where a pro or anyone can post something that maybe if they do work on edits they don't feel like it's good enough for an edit or they can hype up the edit or just whatever it doesn't have to be perfect it's just whatever you want it to be rather than having to be this confined concise like one piece like a video part or an edit it can be a mess up it can be just whatever you want it to be and it's awesome that way Someone says, that's true about being able to find what interests you and not just what's being pushed and advertised. I found your channel because I was looking for BMX front brake riders and tricks. There you go. Perfect example. I think um, I'll talk about what Godzilla said too real quick before I get into this. But another positive thing about Instagram is that being able to talk to pros and old pros directly on Instagram is is awesome and it's something you couldn't do 10 or 15 years ago just you'd have to be riding with that person or see that person but now if something's awesome or they think something of yours is awesome if you post a really cool clip and a pro sees it and comments on it that could be really cool for somebody so that's a really good thing <clears throat> harlem we'll get there we'll get there don't worry um Someone says, BMX has become fragmented like everything else on the internet. There are people who are interested in a small corner of BMX and they can create their own community around that thing. And that is a very good point about Instagram. It's not dictated by the industry. It's to an extent, it can be, but, but it's not totally dictated because the people choose what they want to see. And if they don't want to see something that's pushed, then boom, perfect. Instagram's only nine years old. That's crazy. <clears throat> the pro comment or like is definitely a giddy moment. You're definitely right. I remember one time I called out, uh, I called out Biz because he liked something of mine. And I, I commented and tagged him in it and asked if he actually liked it or saw it or if he was just cruising the BMX hashtag. Um, so so it's all this like Instagram is one of those things that like the industry can't control so I think that they try to make it look bad but let's look at the the negatives about Instagram and and we're gonna talk about how they could potentially not really be negatives so so the first thing here is the devaluing of tricks or riding because you're just posting it on Instagram for nothing, not for nothing, but just posting it on Instagram or just posting a clip on Instagram, it could devalue riding. So like someone talked about earlier, uh, Harlem, this is where you leave that comment about double bar down Otoro, uh, posting the biggest stuff to Instagram for instant gratification or whatever reason, 
makes these tricks worthless but i feel like that's just an idea like does it really make it worthless and this is where the point of that double bar spin down el toro uh that's where this point comes in because think about what would have happened if that was the ender for that kid's video people would have talked about it most definitely people would have talked about it it would have ended up posted on instagram anyways but that video would have gotten a fraction of the attention that it did and and it like if it was posted in a video only in video not on instagram yet it would have gotten a fraction of the attention and the views that it got on instagram in video form because people just aren't watching videos right now unless you're super pro you're not getting the views that sometimes videos deserve <clears throat> and and this is something that I think a lot of people don't really think about it's like oh this guy's posting this crazy trick on Instagram well, it's like well yeah because if he puts to get puts all of the time and effort into making a video yes it would be cool and he can do that later on too anyways it's not going to devalue it anymore it would just be amazing to be surprised by watching it in an edit you know well see here's the thing about that <clears throat> you would have known that it was in the edit anyways people are going to talk about it before you would have seen the edit unless you were one of the first people to see the edit with the double bar down el toro you would have known it was coming. You would have probably seen it on Instagram beforehand. And as Jeff Mead says, and someone possibly could have beaten him to a first if he sat on it for a video. Hands down 100%. BMX is moving so fast right now, and El Toro is like a place where you can get your name out there just by posting it on Instagram and blowing it up that way. That someone could have beaten him to that trick, and he wouldn't have possibly made his name for it <clears throat> the hype slash anticipation leading up to a video made it magical which is 100 percent true but that hype and anticipation just doesn't exist anymore because everything everything gets out there now everything unless you're a rider who is totally different or going so much bigger than everyone else or you're a top level pro your video just isn't going to get the attention that it might deserve. <clears throat> I was going to say something else about this too. Oh, the Lil Juice. Let's talk about Lil Juice too. He's a good example of it. He did that tail whip down El Toro and it blew up. He didn't post, he, it wasn't the end of a video or anything like that. They made that video that was on Facebook and it blew up on Facebook. It probably blew up on Instagram, I don't remember. But because of that video, instantly he's got a spot on Cult. He's, he's got all this stuff. But if he made that in an edit and put that edit out, it, the same course of events would not have happened. It would have been different. And that's kind of the point is that, of this is that like, people see that if they make an edit and it gets 200 views no matter how good it is, because they don't have a name in BMX, it's like, what's the point of making that edit and putting all of that time in? <clears throat> Instagram is bad when a guy shows off the tricks that do on a single day, then a guy spends weeks to make a video part. Well, that's just part of the game, man. People are always going to be better than you. It doesn't matter. If you're, if you're relying your happiness on the fact that you, that pros, uh, that pros do tricks that you can take you a long time in one day well then you're never going to be happy because it's always going to be that way so my second bad thing that i have about instagram written down here is that it develops a short attention span with so much coming out so quickly <clears throat> micah yes i think there is a place for full-length videos or even rider edits we'll talk about that but the short attention span thing because there's so much this is part of the devaluing of the riding because there's just so much out there that that it's like what do you watch 
but I think this is also a good thing because you can pick and choose what you want to see and there's everything out there. We've talked about this before. But the short attention span part of it is like, once you see a clip, you're like, all right, moving on to the next thing. But here's the thing I want to say about this. Because a lot of people are like, well, yeah, there's so much out there and it just overlaps the rest of it. That just means that when something truly amazing happens, it means when something truly amazing happens, that it's going to be something people talk about for a while like that double bar down el toro we're still talking about it because it's truly amazing it it just ups the level of quality something has to be in order for it to be truly special and talked about with people and i don't think people are thinking about it that way i think people are thinking about like oh my stuff doesn't get enough attention or as much attention as it could well then do better stuff because with that amount of content out there, it's got to be something significant for it to reach as many people and get on a level where they talk about it the same way. The cream still rises to the top of the crop. You're right, 100%. Um, I, but I absolutely think that there's still a place for DVDs and full-length videos and edits even it's just the best of the best is what gets watched now rather than something that's just okay it's got to be the absolute best to reach the same amount of people that could have been reached five ten years ago <clears throat> and we're seeing a resurgence of dvds and full-length videos right now because people because there's all this huge amount of online instant content that you can just go and see i think it raises the value of something that a lot of effort was put into and just being a dvd or this special project puts it on another level in people's eyes this is all about perception because if you put it online as a full-length thing people aren't going to care as much because they can't touch it or own it or see it in their hands as they would if you made a DVD and I think that just the ease of putting things out there online makes people appreciate DVD type stuff more early bike videos had a ton of filler but we still got them because we didn't have any other options so it's kind of the same thing I would call Instagram stuff just throwaway clips. I would throw, call that stuff filler. A lot of it's filler because it's just there to be consumed. <clears throat> so it's like, is it really a bad thing? Are these bad things about Instagram really bad things? Yeah, I'm pretty sure lots of people are going to buy Jimmy LeVan's pull, Go Fast Pull Up and he's not even relevant anymore. You're totally right about a lot of people wanting to buy it. I think he is relevant as far as the old school guys and the older dudes for sure. He's not relevant in the new age of BMX. But yeah, tons of people are gonna buy this because it's an extreme, extremely produced piece with high production value that a lot of time and effort went into and people see the value in this now without getting too deep it's the ritual aspect of having the physical media watching a dvd was more of an experience you needed to plan out the time for it etc which people i think are reconnecting with that now and that's why it's becoming more of a thing and more people are doing it and buying dvds and come out coming out with dvds and i don't think that that makes instagram a bad thing i think it makes instagram a good thing because without instagram We'd still be in the web video era, and I don't think we would we would uh, be in a place where BMX is starting to value that more again. And uh, my third and last thing that I have written down for the bad things about Instagram is the BMX meme pages and all of the ways that they influence 
kids and people who don't realize that they're jokes. You can do whatever you want online. You can post whatever you want online. But I feel like there's it's a 100% definite bad thing, no matter how funny or harmless it is, when you're influencing kids to think that it's cool to hate on other people or talk down on someone else for the way that they ride, what they like to do while they're riding, the bike that they have, any of that stuff. I feel like that is a definite bad thing. <clears throat> and and it's that is that's the biggest negative that I have about Instagram is that it breeds that. When you teach kids that it's funny and cool to hate on people for landing in the grass, it's just not cool. <laughs> it's 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 not okay. You're you're legitimately breeding hate into the younger kids and that they're not going to see until they get older when they realize, oh crap, this is just stupid. <clears throat> Instagram is good when Trey Jones puts out a pic of a loop that makes people excited to see Swamp Fest excited to for the Swamp Fest jam. That's another good aspect of it. It's a really easy way to reach so many people very quickly about something like Swamp Fest and get people excited about something. All right, Clayton Bigsby. It's cool to hate on pull-up bar spins and low tire pressure, though. Positive hate. Is that... No hate is okay hate. If you think that it is, then you've got problems of your own. Because what you don't think about is the effect that it has on the other person. You don't realize that other people are going through shit too. Okay? Montana Ricky, Ronnie, is going through shit too. He's got his own life. He's got his own things that are going on with him. And if he reads your little snarky comment on Instagram and it makes him feel bad, then it affects his day to, and make your day a little bit better. And that just makes you an asshole. I don't care who you are or what you're saying. It makes you an asshole. There's nothing about that that's okay. And if you think it is, then whatever floats your boat. It's freestyle. Tell him in person. He'll laugh at you then. That's, that's fine. Honestly, if you would... If you would say something to someone in person, then say it to them in person. <laughs> like, good, good. I'm glad that you know him and that it wasn't just like some thing that you have against Montana Ricky. But, so I don't direct that at you. I direct that at anyone who puts hate out there on the internet. For no reason other than to make themselves feel good about whatever insecurities they have. Because that just makes you an asshole. And when I say you, I don't mean you. I just mean people in general. And that is the biggest negative about Instagram. Is that it allows for that to grow even more. But we, we know. What are you going to do about it? Other than talk about it right here and hopefully influence people into changing the way they think but that's all I have for for the negatives and I don't feel like they really are huge negatives and I feel like the the trade-offs are there uh, I'm not familiar with BMX meads are you talking about the rodeo peanut type stuff yes I am pros who get peanutted often take it in good stride and laughed it off some riders even rejoice in having made it when they get peanutted. See, that's the thing. Pros get it. Older riders get it. They know it's a joke. It's a joke. It's funny to them. 100%. Yes, that's okay. But kids don't know it's a joke. Kids don't realize that it's all one big joke within BMX. We're not talking about pros. We're talking about kids who are being influenced to think that it's it's real and that they're hating and that Rodeo Peanut is hating on someone when in reality it's a total joke. They don't know it's a joke, so they think it's cool to to hate on people. They breed that it breeds that hate and then it breeds kids into thinking that it's cool to hate on people. And that's not okay. Have you ever seen 
the video of Skate Dude Wrecking Ball and how angry Danny Way got. No, I haven't seen that. Exactly, Micah. Kids take that attitude to the skate park and then they give it to older dudes and the older dudes are mad at the kids and then they're like, oh, I don't get it. But it's because of things like Rodeo Peanut and people who make it think that and people who make it kids think that it's real rodeo peanut was parody and you're right that a majority of the youth don't get that they absolutely don't get that because they think it's real they have no reason to get it i think something that a lot of people don't think about in life is that unless you're told something or you learn the hard way you it, if you don't know about it you just don't know about it and people just some people just didn't know that it was jokes some people still don't know that it's jokes so they take it as something real and take it to other places but now that we're we're to the end of my goods and bads of Instagram and now that you've heard all of them if you're watching this is the point where if you still think that Instagram is something bad for BMX tell me your reasoning why and if you still think so in the chat Tell me your reasoning why you think Instagram might be bad for BMX and let me spin it back around to you in a way that might not make you think it's so bad because I really don't think it is. If you didn't learn it the hard way, you didn't learn it fully. You know, you might be right about that one. I learned that and experienced that a lot in my life. So if you guys have any reasons why you think that Instagram might be a negative thing for BMX. Let me know because I'm to the point where I feel like in Kevin we kind of came to this conclusion the people who think Instagram is bad for BMX are the ones who are trying to control what is cool in BMX and Instagram takes the power of the control out of the hands of the industry somewhat. It feeds egos like crazy that is a, okay yes that is another bad thing about Instagram is it can it can feed people's egos but if you meet those people and you realize they have a big ego those people usually out themselves with their their egos those people are the ones who get cast out because of their egos so Instagram, I like it. It's given me a chance to meet some really cool people, share what I love, and feel like it can contribute to this BMX thing. Boom. It gives people who are not necessarily like the top pro or someone that BMX is, would, wants to promote a chance to contribute. Boom. <clears throat> I think bangers should be saved for video parts and Instagram more just jibby stuff. And it's okay to have that perspective but at the same time if videos aren't getting the same attention and a banger is worthy of the attention that it might get on Instagram then maybe it's worth just posting it on Instagram for it to get the attention that it deserves before someone one-ups it can we agree that we all hate fake Instagram accounts that repost other people's content without credit just for followers yes I definitely hate those Instagram accounts sadly the industry is following whoever has the most Instagram follow or most followers no matter what platform so I don't see how Instagram is any worse than Facebook or YouTube I don't agree with that whatsoever Zbots because if you look at the new kids who are being brought on to companies for example a few people who have started riding for companies recently on the flow teams they have very low follower amounts or there's a lot of people out there who have very low follower amounts in relation to other people who are being picked up by companies <clears throat> It's definitely not who has the most followers. The industry is following who follows the trends. And Instagram gives people a chance to go against that. I have 20,000 followers on Instagram. 
and I don't follow the industry whatsoever. I don't have huge sponsors within BMX because of something like Instagram and YouTube giving a platform to reach people and contribute to BMX that the industry wouldn't give. Instagram should be whatever you want it to be. As long as we're supporting and encouraging each other, we're a community and it could be our biggest tool in showing the world that we're here. You're right, David, but why would BMX want to show the world that we're here? Because we got to stay pure. We got to stay core, man. So core. Can't do anything outside of BMX. No, I absolutely agree with everything you just said, David, and it's 100% the truth. <clears throat> Social media makes people kind of weird, but maybe it even out eventually. Yeah, I mean, it's just showing people, it's just showing people for who they truly are. If you're a huge egomaniac sociopath, you're going to be able to tell that on Instagram through someone by the things they type, the things that they post the way that they say things, the hashtags they used, the unsponsored in their Instagram bio. You'll definitely be able to tell those things and it makes it obvious. I like to ride street because I get to get a reaction from people on Instagram. You don't get their reaction. People comment. I mean, that's there's a there's a disconnect between real life in the internet for that kind of a thing no matter what aspect it is that's kind of a different conversation getting to meet riders that are like-minded and have similar riding styles that's 100 percent a huge positive of instagram there's been a giant not a giant there's been a lot of a big community put together and started to grow around lip tricks because of lip lords and the lip lords account on Instagram which would never have happened within the mainstream group of BMX because that is not what's cool within BMX I've been able to start growing this community of people who are like-minded and it's make reaching like other people now and getting pros involved Jamie Bestwick tagged lip lords the other day it's the kind of thing that just wouldn't happen through mainstream BMX, and it's amazing. <clears throat> Trolling is fun. Helping gets boring quickly. Okay. So... If you're watching this in the future and you've, you've gotten to this point, you haven't left your thoughts, or you've left your thoughts before listening to the points that have been made, maybe, maybe uh, revisit. Ronnie, I don't want to talk about that yet. Look, Fit picked up a seven-year-old and he wasn't that big on Instagram. Yeah, I definitely don't think that that it's all about who has the most followers. If that was the case, I would be in a different position than I'm at right now. I'm starting my own thing, Curb Lords, nothing but Curb Endos. Send it. I support you. Adam, you are a little bit late. We've already talked about everything that I had to talk about in this one. Kevin says he's had the opportunity to bounce ideas off me, Rick Montana, Ricky, Ryder and Black, Dion, and other riders of that like mind that I would not meet. I can't talk. That I would not meet outside of the interwebs. That is another gigantic thing. Is the communities within Instagram and whatnot. And I've personally got to talk to a ton of people that I never would have met or talked to without Instagram. I've bounced, just like Kevin just said, he's bounced ideas off me. I bounced ideas off Tate Ross Kelly. We talk all the time, and if Instagram wasn't a thing, we wouldn't. That wouldn't happen. 
we wouldn't give each other ideas. <clears throat> it's one of those things, it's like, I think that the only people who think Instagram is bad for BMX are the ones who are trying to control the industry and who sees what so that they have the power to say what's cool and where things go or people who haven't thought it all the way through yet. Chad, I don't want to talk about that one because I don't know what happened and I, I can't quite say yet. Thank you, Kevin Jackson. You did not have to do that. Is that your Instagram name? Did you really just super chat to promote your Instagram? Whatever, that's funny. I think being able to post anything on Instagram, YouTube, etc. People, etc. People should be happy to do that and respect it, knowing that you can film anything and post anything and it is a blessing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Chad, I don't really know what happened. I saw it all too. I saw the Instagram posts. I saw comments, but I didn't see a reply from the person you're talking about. That's from the main, the company you're talking about. And uh, I want to see that reply and see something first. So, let's see. Haters will be haters on Instagram, even if they like the pic or video. That is one aspect of Instagram that could be viewed as a negative. It's a, it's an easy place for people to hate on things. Let's see. My favorite is when you stumble into some extremely weird subgroup yeah 100% and pages like pole jams before they stopped doing that it's just it's legitimately created all these different subsets and communities within BMX that allow people to get things out there and promote things in a way that just totally wasn't possible before and it I think <laughs> I want to read the, the text. Maybe Kevin wouldn't want me to read this, but I think it's hilarious. I said, there's so much more good than bad. And I get the reply, unless you're the corporate BMX overlords trying to control content and engineer what is cool. And that I think is the, the, the uh, moral of the story. I think the only people who can really be upset or really have a right reason to be upset are those kind of people. I have so many haters because I do rocket tricks, but they usually can't do anything creative. Do you think Instagram has hurt their creativity? Instagram, okay, boom, here's another positive that we haven't really gone super in depth about, but we've talked about it a ton. Instagram has done nothing but boost the creativity within BMX because of something that Kevin said, where he's talked to two people like me, Montana, Ricky, Dion, and all of these creative people who 10 years ago would have never had a way to be in a group the way that they are on Instagram. They have access to that now, and it allows them to bounce ideas off of each other and see each other's stuff and just see the writing that wouldn't have been put out there. Someone like Kevin is able to post this creative video on Instagram and now people like Montana Ricky and Dion can watch it, get ideas from it, and go that way. Before, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, whatever it might have been, before Instagram was as big as it is, the only creative inspiration you were going to get is from magazines, video parts, web videos, or like DVDs. So you're only gonna get what BMX Media wanted you to see. Now you can get whatever you want from whoever you want and see whoever you want. And I think that that has done nothing but help the creativity in BMX. Uh, I'm not sure what happened to Pole Jams, I just know that they stopped doing it. There's a guy named Julian Dupont, a Frenchman who rides a trials motorcycle bike, but rides street, does wall rides, and hops downstairs 
onto ledges and grinds that is insane and sounds extremely cool you should leave his instagram just in case anyone wants to see it we just need to stop giving the hate the attention it's getting it's not going anywhere definitely not an easy thing to do but we as a group need to focus on the positivity that's here and just be stoked i couldn't agree with that more and the only way i mean other than trying to reason with the people who are giving like huge hate like the bigger names that are putting the hate out there uh who are like putting real hate out there other than trying to talk to and reason with those people the only thing you can do is just stop giving it attention but as you see the people who give the attention to the hate and laugh at how funny it is publicly they uh they are the ones who out who they are and show their character to the rest of the world so whatever the best way you can deal with hate is log out and go ride got that right micah says you can follow a bunch of guys who all ride the same or you can follow a well-rounded group of riders and see all sorts of stuff yes you can Brody, you're just saying that because all you can do is hate from that corner of Canada. <laughs> you're so far away from everyone. I still want to visit your slice of heaven that you have in Canada, though. It's such a shame that LZ stopped BMX content. He got so much hate, yet he was such a positive influence on BMX, especially to younger riders. You're totally right. And I still hold firm on the belief that the reason people hated on Adam LZ is because he was such a positive influence that people felt threatened by him. And, and uh, just his existence within BMX, and if he did, did successful in bmx it would threaten those scumbags who are negative because they would have to shape up uh let's see <clears throat> so i mean i feel like we've said a lot of what we can say i mean legitimately there have been a couple points that are legitimate bad things that Instagram brings that have been brought up but for the most part there's really not bad things that people have brought up I think insta just needs better resolution and such being able to full screen saving clips in 480 is kind of crappy for future preservation I would absolutely agree with that that's like that's not a BMX aspect that's just Instagram needing to get better on its own I wish that we could watch something bigger and it showed up in better resolution or at least we could understand like what we needed to do to make videos look better on instagram like with youtube you can choose your quality or you know that you're going to watch a video in the quality that you upload it to of course converted and whatnot but like it's it's they try to make it so simple that you don't really like people who actually care about quality don't know what to do to make the quality there obviously sometimes you watch videos and they look fantastic sometimes you watch videos and they look like crap and you don't know why like sometimes i upload videos with wi-fi and they look terrible sometimes i upload videos with uh data on my phone and they look great i don't know why but i wish that it was better 5G is just around the corner. Hopefully that allows Instagram to up their game for videos. Overall, it's what you make of it. If you look for the good, you find it. If you give in to the haters, you'll find it. Yeah. Holy crap, Trey's latest Instagram post. Well, let's find it. 5G will make my brains go all tarted. I don't know what that means. Our community is small and be bring 
BMX to the masses on Instagram, 100%. I reach so many people through Instagram that don't ride that it's like, why would you, you couldn't think that's a bad thing. Okay, everyone who's saying bad stuff about 5G, can you please tell me why? Because I don't know anything about it. I would really like to know why it's so bad. Conspiracy peeps say it'll ruin your innards. Uh-oh. Yeah, everything about Swamp Fest looks like it's going to be insane. <clears throat> I can't get rid of this stuff. Anunnaki. Uh oh. I'm going to have to read about this. Uh oh. Apparently, not doing good with nature, animals, etc. Well, then hopefully it gets banned. I uh, TM BMX. I wish I was going to Swamp Fest. It is a very expensive trip. It's a thousand miles just to get there. A thousand miles back. I can't afford it right now. More risk of cancer. I, I believe since it's based on a higher wavelength that needs more towers and more power for towers, lots of people think all those extra waves will hurt living organisms. What do you think, Brody? I don't know about this stuff. Why do you think there's not another thing like Swamp Fest? Do you want to know why there's not another thing like Swamp Fest? It's because of the industry that controls what's cool within BMX. Obviously, Swamp Fest is absolutely amazing. Like, as far as the, the atmosphere of bringing all of these people and pros together within BMX, thousands of people together, obviously that is an amazing thing. But it's happening because someone like Trey Jones, who's huge within the world of BMX, it's because someone like him is doing it. And it's because companies are getting behind him. But then you look at something like Cornhucket from nowhere and Carl, and it gets no attention from the mainstream BMX. It's also because it's a huge amount of work. We'll compare it to what Carl's doing with nowhere and his Cornhucket jam. It's more central to the rest of the country than Florida is. And it gets no attention from mainstream BMX because he's not a huge name doing it. I don't know about Trey Jones, someone who listens to a lot of stoner doom bands, but don't burn. It's suspect. <laughs> I think it's totally cool. And like, Swamp Fest is an awesome thing, but I think that uh, after Swamp Fest is over, everyone's going to say, BMX needs more of this, BMX needs more jams, and all of this stuff. And it's like, it does need more of that, but if you open your eyes to what, to the things that BMX in the mainstream aren't promoting, there's tons of stuff out there that's going on all over the place, all of the time. Trey Jones is secretly a cop. There we go. That's the whole point of this stream. Next subject, BMX conspiracy theories. <laughs> I don't know if we should go down that rabbit hole. Just saying the word, just saying those words just got me on YouTube's radar because they just recently started uh, hiding or making it harder to get through like some of those crazier theories that are out there. Let's all get our doom hats on. No, can we turn, let's turn this conversation. Left turn. GoFundMe to get Brant to Swamp Fest 2020. I cannot do that. 
The FBM Ghetto Jam and Texas Toast were similar. There are lots of good jams, just none as big. That's, yeah. I mean, I think that, but here's the thing. I think that BMX can only focus on a couple things at a time because of just monetary, like, being able to. So, like, Texas Toast was the thing. The Ghetto Jam was before that. You got Roots Jam before that. Now, right now, we've got Source's uh, Battle of Hastings and Swamp Fest. And I feel like beyond that, like BMX just can't afford to focus on too much more. Other, as far as like paying for things goes, I mean, obviously it can promote tons of stuff. Um. But do BMX rider really want BMX to be blown up like all the garbage sports on TV? I don't think so, really. I don't really care if it's blown up that much. I think it should be blown up that much. I want more people to ride. I think the core, purest group of BMX who doesn't want it to blow up is what's hindering BMX from being as good as it can be. Because, let's face it, BMX companies supporting BMX isn't working. Because guess what? That money, it can't all stay within BMX. They have to pay outside places to make the parts and whatnot. So guess what? The money that's going into BMX can't all go back out to BMX. It just, it can't sustain itself on a bigger level and keep growing unless more people get into it. And the only way for more people to get into it is for more people to see it. AKA things like the Olympics and being on TV more and just in general growing more like that so that bigger companies can get into it. And when people say, oh, but bigger companies just want the money, who cares because they're giving us money. Obviously it's not gonna last forever, but you know what? Let's enjoy it while it lasts and let it grow BMX so we can do cooler stuff. Well, that's the thing. Uh, Matt, it's not the people who are riding who are putting out more than just simply riding their bikes. When it blows up like that, it's people wanting to make things with these people to where all they have to do is ride their bikes. Every, other people do all of the work to make the videos and TV shows and whatever for them. Grow the pie instead of just trying to get a bigger slice. Kevin, you are so on point with everything you're saying today. <laughs> Seriously, it's such a backwards mentality that I never understand. Because BMX is so afraid to not look cool and look do something a little weird. Uh, it's, I just think it's stupid. Do you think if it blew up, prices for parts would drop? I don't think so. Because I think that the prices for things, I mean, unless it got, there's some manufacturing things that would like, if an exponential blow up happened and so much more got ordered, it would lower the prices. But I think that BMX stuff is priced so like customer based. Like, I don't think that there's a ton of money being made on BMX stuff right now. See, Ronnie just said, I've noticed BMX prices have stayed the same since the 90s. And we all know that manufacturing prices have not stayed the same since the 90s. So I think that the amount that is being made on things is just getting smaller and smaller. They're much higher, but they're not like tons and tons higher. Like they're, I don't think they're, I don't think the ratio of prices going up to manufacturing prices going up is even so i don't think that prices will ever go down in bmx without manufacturing prices going down first there we go bmx takes lower margins than other bicycle disciplines i've heard that at the shop that i ride for a few times so i just i don't think that it'll happen Dang, we're an hour into this. All right, we need to wrap this up. <laughs> if you've made it this far, 
you're part of the 20% crew and you are awesome. Uh, S&M bailing on Chrome makes sense because it went up 50% in price. Volume of production would let certain things get cheaper but not everything. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Zbots, ask your question and then we're jumping off here. And for anyone who's watching this in the future and has made it this far, thank you. Yeah, Matt, 50% markup on Chrome is insane. Chromo dirt jumper frame is like $800. Yeah, that stuff's insane. Whereas you can get the Verde dirt jumper for $800 or $700 for the whole thing. Insane. Uh, Zbots, let's see that question. I don't want to keep going for too much longer here. Where are you riding next weekend? This coming weekend, I'll be at Rays on Saturday. I'm going to be filming for a couple people. I'm trying to order Sunday. Okay, so what's the question? <laughs> Let's all help Zbots. He's trying to order a Sunday Knox Sprocket 28 tooth. Has a 25 tooth sprocket now that is a hair away from hitting the frame. Will it come with a spacer to not hit the frame? Couldn't tell you, honestly. Um, I really don't know. because that's more about the the uh, chain stays of the frame I think I mean you can get spacers to go out further yeah yeah Brody says Brody's got it right it shouldn't hit already a 28 tooth should yeah 25 tooth sprocket should not even be close to your uh, chain stays unless you have an old frame something that was just not designed for it but uh yeah it's just probably a 22 millimeter or 19 millimeter uh spindle size bearing not bearing spacer that you'll need you just need some spacers and some time to tinker with it either 19 millimeter or 22 millimeter size spacer it's a 2018 Sunday Street Sweeper then you're just not using the uh, he's he's probably got an Odyssey bottom bracket that didn't come with the cone spacer on the drive side or for the drive side you just need a spacer you can go to your bike local bike shop or buy a buy a bottom bracket kit that you can see spacers with it because I don't think it's going to be worth it to just buy a spacer. That's going to be more expensive, and you're not going to get your money's worth, where if you buy something like a bottom bracket, you can use it in the future. <clears throat> and you'll get the spacers from it. Because Odyssey's bottom bracket kit doesn't really come with it too much. Cool, my local bike shop is useless. Well, yeah, I would just search for, uh, hmm, unless these new frames rear ends are so short they aren't made for bigger sprockets. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think that that's the case. I think that it's, it's getting really short, but I definitely think that it's a matter of getting spacer and he probably has the Odyssey bottom bracket because it only comes with the non-drive side cone spacer. Brands Live Bike Repair Tips. I might have lots of good videos about my rear is 12.45. Maybe it is. You probably just need to go out a little bit further, which could affect your chain alignment, but it's one of those things you just have to check out. 
Oh, you're a little bit late. Odyssey bottom bracket. Yeah, you probably just don't. I have Odyssey BB and it came with two cones and a bunch of spacers. It must not be a current one because they stopped with the drive side spacer. It just comes with one. So, let's see. So, with that, now that we all helped Zbots as much as we can, if you can't figure it out, just message me on Instagram and I will try to help you. But, interesting. Well, they've, they've stopped with the drive side cone spacer. I just, just go sprocketless. All right, before this goes too far down the rabbit hole, let's wrap this one up. Once again, if you're watching this in the future and you haven't left a comment yet about what you think about Instagram and it's whether or not it's good or bad for BMX or both or any of the things we talked about today, leave a comment. I'm curious to hear what you think. If you're not subscribed, do it. Thank you guys for hanging out. Seriously. Thank you, CX Lord Month 30, Kevin, Jacob, other Kevin, Brody. Heck yeah, dude. I'm so pumped that you hang out in these, Brody. Thank you guys all for hanging out. And uh, I'm going to go finish editing a video for tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out, Adam. See you guys all later. Bah. See ya.